Avenue. Now, here's your host, Johnny Radio himself, John Harden. When you hear the sound of coming, hear the drums drumming, I want you to join together with the band. We don't move in any particular direction, and we don't make no collections. I want you to join together with the band. Well, I am not John Harden. I'm also not Jay Morgan Harder. Uh, I am Bryant Dacus, and Zach Boyd is with me. Neither John nor Jay Morgan are here today, so if you are used to the normal duo uh, that is on during this time, uh, you will be uh, uh, pretty disappointed to hear the sound of my voice and hear the sound of Zach's voice, unless you like us, and then you'll be happy. But hey, I hope you enjoy our voices, because you'll be hearing them for the next two hours. We're in for John uh, and for Jay Morgan. They're both out today. John will be back on Monday. Jay Morgan uh, will be back towards the end of the week this week, but we're going to have a lot of fun for the next two hours uh, here on Happy Hour. Uh, we're going to talk to Dustin Starr here um, at 11.30 in the next segment, so we'll uh, talk a lot of wrestling with him. Um, we'll, uh, I want to I wanna get his thoughts. AEW coming to town uh, here in a couple weeks. I know Jay Morgan's going to that. He's very excited about that, so we'll have to get his thoughts on uh, AEW coming to town. I've got uh, some questions for him about the differences between uh, WWE and AEW. I'll get to that. We'll also have to get um, to what he's doing uh, with Memphis Wrestling. Um, Really awesome what he's been doing. Um, And and if you haven't watched his show yet, I I would definitely advise you to to just go check it out and uh, give it a try because it is uh, really, really entertaining. But, Zach, uh, thank you so much uh, for for stepping up and uh, pinch hitting today. Um, I really appreciate it. But uh, I want to start with some basketball because... Uh, you know, we're in football season, a lot of football talk, and we'll talk football at some point today, but uh, some some basketball heating up. Uh, we had the second Grizzlies preseason game last night, which I want to talk about, uh, but also yesterday afternoon after this show was done, and really um, towards the end of sports time that I host uh, with Brett Norsworthy, um, we got the news about Mikey Williams, and so if uh, if for some reason you've been living under a rock for the last 24 hours and you don't know the update of Mikey Williams, uh, his trial, uh, it's been, he had his preliminary hearing yesterday, a judge said that uh, it can be moved to trial, so uh, there was a great story, I thought, um, by Mike Z- or Mark Ziegler, I should say, uh, in the San Diego Union Tribune. I just want to go through some bullet points, um, and then I want to get your thoughts on this whole situation, um, and we can kind of talk about what happened. So here, here's kind of the baseline of everything that went down yesterday in Mikey Williams' preliminary hearing. The good news is it wasn't delayed again. You know, this is the fourth time they've had this preliminary hearing. The three times before, uh, it has been delayed. Uh, yesterday's was not delayed, and it lasted, like, all day. I mean, he went in at about 10.45 our time, so which would have been, what, like like 8.45 in California? Yeah. Um, so very early in California. And the first time we got news about anything about this was about 4.45. So about 2.45 in California. So a really long day um, for Mikey Williams and everybody on this case. Um, so that's the good news. It wasn't delayed again. The bad news, like I said, a judge has ruled the case will move to trial. This was a quote I pulled out of the story that I thought was really interesting. The preliminary hearing lasted most of the day and involved some dramatic moments with one witness accusing another of trying to dissuade him from testifying in exchange for payment 
from Williams, which obviously a big no-no in the court of law. He's being charged with six felony counts um, of discharging a gun at an occupied vehicle. A trial would not uh, be scheduled before January is what uh, Mark Ziegler, the writer of the story, um, was thinking. Basically, he said it was unlikely that it would be before January. J.J. Taylor, his teammate in high school and also committed with him at the same time uh, and is now a student-athlete at the University of Memphis, was reportedly in the courtroom yesterday supporting Mikey Williams. Um, and uh, we got more information. You know, this whole time we'd known he'd shot at a car. We knew that it was about four or five people in the car. We knew that a lot of them were, were underage, that uh, minors. Um, but we didn't really know what had happened. We knew it was late at night at his house. We didn't really know what had happened. So we kind of got a little more... Um, information about this. So supposedly J.J. Taylor was dating a girl um, when this happened, and the girl had come over to talk with with J.J. or, 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 you know, do something with J.J., and she came with a a group of people. And so they showed up around midnight at the house, um, and uh, and, uh, the quote from the the girl, uh, William said we'd leave with bullet holes and we're up in the mountains so no one would be able to save us or help us, the girl said. He was threatening us with all kinds of threats. I was trying to calm the mood down, and so was J.J. Another witness said Mikey claimed he was going to get his gun. Then Mikey disappeared into the house. Multiple witnesses said they saw Williams emerge from the house with a firearm in his hand uh, as they got into the car to leave. None of the witnesses said they saw Williams discharge the gun, but there was enough there um, that they had probable cause to move uh, the trial forward. Uh, But Williams' attorney argued that the shots fired could have been fired in self-defense and that one of the guys at the house allegedly threatened to kill Mikey Williams's pit bull moments before the shots were fired at the car. This was his quote about it. We have a person around midnight coming to someone's house involved with five other individuals and ignoring the warnings to leave. Then uh, when they decide to leave, the car stops and someone jumps out and starts yelling about killing. Any shots that were fired at the time clearly could have been in self-defense after hearing the words kill coming from the occupant. So, um, sounds like it was a fiery day yesterday in California for this trial. Um, Zach, I haven't really gotten to talk to you about this situation at all since it really happened. What do you make of this? What do you make about the future of Mikey Williams after hearing um, some of the things from this story and hearing the fact, I thought it was big, um, that uh, at least... Uh, Mark Ziegler, the uh, the reporter on the story, doesn't think that there's a timeline um, possible to get a trial before January. Yeah, uh, I mean that's a lot. There's a lot going on. It's a lot going on. I was, I mean, this story came out last night, and I was reading it this morning. I was like, wow, there's a lot of really good. Information yeah, that's in it's there. it's a lot of information to to kind of sit in. Because because technically this, this is actually my first time actually hearing all this information. Oh yeah, great so, story! I'm telling you, if you if anybody wants to go read, it, I, I I got through most of it. Um, I, I left a couple things out, but the San Diego Union Tribune, Mark Ziegler, uh, the reporter on this. You can also go to his uh, Twitter page or X, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. <laughs> um, and he has it linked there. A really really informative story. Yeah. So initially, because again, I, I've I've said this from the jump, like because everybody was ready to like i don't know was like why 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 this kid is still yeah technically a part of the uh the program in some way and uh-huh. at, you know for a lot of cases like it's like there's no no reason to do it because mm-hmm. it's like there's there hasn't been any punishment laid down there's there's nothing like there's nothing definitive that said anything otherwise right. so it's like well well we're just gonna 
have him have his letter of intent just kind of just stashed over here on the side. Hope and then like mm-hmm. uh what was that? Laird Veach. Yep. Was his statement earlier, you know, yeah, last like the, couple weeks yeah, ago? Yeah, it was like the second day of practice. Yeah, yeah. yeah so, you know, they're, they they want to see uh, his legal situation cleared off first. Uh, get uh, Not cleared off, but get situated first, and sure. then the university is going to make their decision on that. You know, I've always I've always been I've always been the pro Mikey side. Not to say that he didn't do this. I think. Right. I mean, from what it sounds like, he did fire those shots. That he did fire those shots in those cars with those occupants. I just don't. I guess for me, I I'm not a big fan of letting these young guys just you know they deserve their sure. like if punishment if if this is if like if he deserves punishment he deserves his consequence for this then so be it. Mm-hmm. But I'm not all. But I'm not in favor of just punishing the kid and then just keep railing him. On those same consequences, like, yeah. What's the what are the what are the necessary steps to get him not to do that again? Same way with Jai. What are the like? I'm like I'm like with mostly everybody here in the city. Disappointed how it turns out, but what are the necessary steps for you to not to make sure that this doesn't happen again, so that we don't have to continue to go through this all the time. Yeah, and I think you know uh, the argument I've heard a lot, uh, like you just said about, well, why are you, why are you keeping him? Why are you um, going to continue to to say that he's a part of the team? Yada yada yada. And I think it's important for for Penny to uh, to kind of stick with those guys. I mean, I think uh, you've not only I've heard a lot of people say. Um, that oh well for Penny this is a rec- a recruiting tactic you don't want to turn your back on a on a recruit or a commit um, or you know signee I guess at this point and say oh we don't want you anymore because that'll look bad in the future I don't even think it's that I mean no. I think I think you're taking the human element out of it when you when you say it like that I think when you're recruiting athletes and, and I've seen this a lot of my buddies that were recruited for for various sports out of high school you build that relationship with coaches and even coaches that you don't commit to you still build relationships with you especially if they're down to your you know top two top three teams of um you build those relationships and and you know they're in they come in for a home visit and they meet mom and dad you know they you go and visit the the campus and you spend a whole weekend with that one person they're constantly calling and texting you i had a buddy in high school um ryan boyce who actually ended up walking on at memphis yeah um when when penny first got the job and he was being recruited um by uh, by tubby smith and every single day in class, he would be getting text messages from an assistant <laughs> coach on the Memphis coaching staff, trying to just you know talk to him and and catch up. How's school going? How's how's mom? How's dad? Yada yada yada. So I mean, it's not just a hey, we're recruiting you. We want you on our basketball team. Come out for a visit. Cool, you're committed. We're done. No, like you're building relationships with these people, and those relationships go far deeper than just basketball. And so I think I've heard a lot of people. Um, around around the city, nationally, that have have either been defending Penny or not defending Penny, and saying, "Well, this is just a recruiting tactic." Yeah. But it's, it's it's deeper than that, and we know how Penny Hardaway is with his players. I mean, he you can see that strong connection he has with his players, both former, current, and even guys we've seen a couple times, guys that he's missed on, guys that have gone to other schools, and, and him, you know, if. You play them, you know. He's he's dapping those guys up and and talking to them for a long time, and because there's that relationship there, so you know, I think uh, it's good for for Penny Hardaway to uh, 
you know, stick with Mikey because I think at this point, you know, say whatever you want, he's going to get his his court date. Clearly, we know now, um, and so you know, at, at one day he'll be either ruled innocent or guilty of this. Um, but you know, at the end of the day, I mean, this is a this is a 17, 18 year old kid who's you know had the whole world in his in his hand. It seemed like I mean, living in a house yeah. in California by himself with his best friend and teammate, and you know, about to go play collegiate basketball, um, and, and then this happens. I'm sure he needs people in his life that are there for him. Yeah. And, and so, you know, good for Penny for for still being there and 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 trying to at least be uh be you know somebody that's in his corner. And that's and that's pretty much the biggest thing about this entire about this entire case. If you want to look at it, like you said, 17, 18 year old kid. Yeah. He has millions of dollars. It's crazy. And you expect I mean, him to make great decisions. Zach, I saw <laughs> when this all first came out and people were like, okay, he was, he was, you know, he shot at, at his house. Are they talking about his parents' house? Or are they talking <laughs> about like, obviously NIL's a thing now? Like, are they talking about his house? And then we learned it was his house. And even like reading the story today and they were like his $1.2 million house that he lived in with his teammates. I'm like, yeah. Oh my, I mean, I, I can't even fathom it as a, as a high schooler, not only living on your own as a high schooler, but living in a $1.2 million house as a high schooler. Right. Right? It's, in, it's incredible. How we grew up, Brian. Like we, <laughs> we, we were, we were, we were, we understood the rules. Like mm-hmm. we followed the rules. Like we really yes. didn't want to get in trouble too much. Yes. For Mikey Williams, it's all, it's always been, okay, cool. Like I got away with this. I got right. away with that. I got, right. not to say that he was a bad kid right. overall. It's just, you know, when you're a star player and we have a certain level of cachet to your name, you, you are, you pretty much can get away with a lot of sure. things if you, sure. if, if the right people know who you are. Right. Well, and there's also, there's also a lot of responsibility that comes with that. There's also a lot of, um, I'm sure, I'm trying to put it into words, but I mean, there's probably a lot of angst there, and and I mean, you're probably worried about a lot of things when you're that big of a star at that young age. I, I was trying. I, I have a buddy that you know is a big sports guy, but doesn't really keep up with like high school recruiting and and, and stuff like that. And he uh, now lives in Dallas, and so he doesn't really keep up with with the Tigers as much. And I was trying to get him to understand how big of a celebrity Mikey Williams yeah. was. I mean, I, and I was like, he, he was here when when Amani was was with the team. And I said, you remember how big of a story it was, how big of, of a thing it yeah. was when Imani Bates almost came ev- to Memphis. Almost every day. Yeah. I said, you look at how many Instagram followers Imani Bates has and then Mikey Williams has, it's like a million more. I mean, it's it's incredible how many more followers. And so I go, I go, I understand that's very, you know, niche and, and different to, to point out Instagram followers. I said, but that's just how big of a star he is. Imani Bates was... Everyone knew Imani Bates was, but he wasn't the celebrity and doing public things and doing commercials and having shoe deals and all this stuff that Mikey Williams has done. I mean, you see Mikey Williams in Puma pictures and Puma commercials and stuff like that. I mean, not anymore, but right. um, at one point you did see those things. And so, you know, I'm sure I'm sure there's a lot that comes with that that I couldn't even understand, that I'm sure a lot of people couldn't understand, that a lot of people probably aren't even even factoring. I'm sure it's very hard. And so I'm not trying to make excuses for this at all. I'm not trying to say whether he's guilty or innocent of what he did. I'm just, you know, putting it out there that I think I think there's a lot to this story and, and it's very sad. No no matter how you uh 
how you slice it up, it, it's sad for him um, as a kid and, and as a person to, to have to be going through this. And so, um, you know, I this will all play out how it plays out, but I, I just don't see a way where he comes to Memphis at all at this point. I really don't. I see zero way that he is a part of this team this year, especially if we don't get a, a trial till January. I mean, at that point, you're you're, yeah. you're in conference play. And then at that point, for a guy like Mikey... You better um, just either, yeah, I mean, either you're going overseas and playing, mm-hmm. or you or you might, or you, yeah. you know, not to say that this will happen, but, I mean, there's always the option of just... Uh, of of sitting out yeah. the rest of this year, yeah, and it, then play next year, yeah, and so if, and, if he gets the opportunity, right, and so we've seen people do that. I mean, I think the the likeliest uh, thing for Mikey probably at this point would be continue training and, and train through all of this process, and then whatever happens happens, and if if you still have an opportunity to play basketball after all of this is done. Yeah, maybe you you come to Memphis, but I I could see him saying, "Hey, I'll go overseas and play. I'll go G League Ignite and play. I'll go." You know, there there are now so many options um, outside of of college basketball to uh, to play. So um, a situation that we'll uh, certainly kind of keep an eye on going forward. And um, but but that's what we know now is that if anybody had hopes of maybe this getting pled down or or something happening to where Mikey could be on campus um, and and around this team at the start of the season or, or close to the start of the season, that's completely out the window now, um, and it really looks unlikely that he'll join the team at all this season. Uh, Zach, we have a couple minutes before we need to get to a break. Uh, I want to talk about the Grizzlies game, um, but I, I, I want to talk about it more at length, but I do want to stick with this basketball um, topic, and earlier today I saw the NBA ranked their um, top Player rankings for the 2023-24 season from 50 to 11 today. By any chance, did you see this? Uh, I saw some of the list. What part of the list did you see? Mm, I think it was like in the 30 range, I want to okay. say. Okay. Um, so I'll run down it real quick, um, and, and, and you can just comment whenever you uh, you see fit. 50, Jarrett Allen, I think uh, very, very well that he's up two spots from where he was last year. 49, DeAndre Ayton up a couple spots from last year. LaMelo Ball at 48. He's dropped down from last year. He was at 41 last year, now at 48. 47, Victor. Victor Wimbenyama, the rookie sensation from France, debuts at number 47. 46, Chris Middleton, uh, down from 31 last year. 45, Julius Randle. 44, CJ McCollum. 43, James Harden. 42, Tyrese Maxey. Wow, what a fall for uh, James Harden. Uh, 43, preseason this year, last year, 11th. Wow. Tyrese Maxey, 42. 41, Clay Thompson. 40, Evan Mobley. 39, DeMar DeRozan. 38, Zach Levine. 37, Brad Beal. 36, Darius Garland. 35, Ja Morant. 35th, Ja Morant. Last year, he was number 9. Zach, what do you make of the fall for the Memphis point guard? Um, Is this an accumulation of what he has done on the court, or is it just everything in his entire career, like I'm, I'm curious what the cri- well, like what's the criteria of this? So I think they, I think they, uh, I think they did factor in his off court because here is the 
So right after they have the the ranking for him, why he fell 26 spots. Morant's off-court issues have overshadowed his brilliant play on the floor. He missed out on an all-NBA selection last season and the Supermax contract escalator if if, uh, it would have earned, in large part because he served an eight-game suspension. He'll serve a 25-game suspension to start the season. So it does sound like a big part is because he wasn't all-NBA last year, he's not a Supermax guy, and it seems in large part because of the off-the-court issues. Do you think, when now let me tell you the title of this, NBA Ranked 2023 Player Rankings for 2023-2024. I don't think anywhere in here it says we're ranking players as an all-around person. It just says on the court. Do you think he should be ranked less because he wasn't all-NBA last year because of off-the-court issues? Again, that's no. Like if if it's if it's strictly about basketball, then we need to keep it about basketball. Again, not to dismiss anything that has happened off the court with Ja, but if this is a list of the top one hundred players in the NBA, yeah, strictly off of basketball merits, Ja Morant needs to be at least in the top fifteen. So okay, let's see let's see who's in front of because I mean obviously if they have him at thirty five. Clearly, there's somebody. Yeah. There's better players in front of him. Yes. I mean, that's what it's got to mean, right? Zach? Yes. So, okay, so let me go through the players in front of him because I don't know. This is my first time reading this list. I, I heard earlier, I saw on Twitter that he was ranked kind of low. I didn't know exactly where he was ranked, so I, you know, just live reaction. I just went through <laughs> and was looking. So I'm gonna go through the players in front of him and just give me a yes or no if you think that person deserves to be ranked in front of John Moran. All right. The, the player that deserves to be ranked ahead of John, yes or no? Right. So if, if I give you LeBron James, you would say yes. Okay. And if I gave you um if I gave you John Conchar, you no, would say okay, no, awesome. Perfect. You no. you get it. You get the game. If you're playing at home, you get the game. Uh, That's disrespectful. <laughs> well, I mean, I just had to, had to think of somebody that I knew was not as good as John Moran. <laughs> and he's the first one that came to mind. Uh 34 Kyrie Irving. Uh, no. I think there's a debate there. There's a debate, but... There's a debate. So I'll, I'll give him the benefit he's the, of the doubt. He's the same way, too, because we, yeah. cause, cause we could we could make a case with despite the, you know, the vaccination and all that sure. conversation again. That, you're, like, you're absolutely right. Like, strictly off of basketball merits, like, Kyrie is a top, you're top 15 right. player. You're absolutely right. Uh, 33, Macau Bridges. No. I, I would also probably say no. Uh, 32, Jalen Brunson. No. I would also probably say no. 31, Jaron Jackson Jr., no. I would absolutely say no on that. They, they're no. teammates, and if you watch in a game they're both playing, John Morant is the better player on the Grizzlies. Yeah. I mean, he's the star of the Grizzlies. I, nobody's arguing that Jaron Jackson Jr. is the best player on the Grizzlies. So if we're not arguing that, why is he in front of John ja, Morant? John's the closer on the team. Sense. He's the superstar and the closer for this team. Don't like, make any sense. No. Big jump for Jaron. They're 31 this year. Yeah, he's, impressive. He's 53rd last year. I love, I love Jaron. Yeah, I don't want we, anybody to think I'm, I'm talking su- bad about We support Jaron over we do. here. We, we do. Just, we recognize that Ja is the superior mm-hmm. talent. Paulo Bancaro. No. I, I like Paulo a lot. Paulo is one, Paulo is one of my favorite players in the NBA. Uh, I just I just don't know if he's re- reached John Morant level yet. Huge jump for Paulo. 82nd yet last year. 30th this year. Trey Young. No. I don't think so either. Uh, and, that's a, and that's a debate for a lot of people. Oh, of course. Uh, 28, Laurie Markkinen. No. Uh, I, I would probably say no. Uh, 27, Brandon Ingram. No. I think there's an argument there. There's not um, an argument, in tw- my opinion. 26, Drew Holiday. No. I, I don't think so either. Good, Great player, though. Yeah. Uh, 25, Pascal Siakam. No. Uh, 24, uh, Kawhi Leonard. No. 23, uh, De'Aaron Fox. 
No. Spider. But that's um, a, but uh, that that's a debate as well. I was about to say that's a, that's a debate. Twenty two, uh, Demontis Sabonis. No. Uh twenty one, Tyrese Halliburton. No. Big jump for uh for Halliburton. Twenty, uh Cat. No. Okay. No. <laughs> <laughs> Nineteen, Jalen Brown. Jalen Brown? Uh huh. No. Eighteen, Paul George. No. Seventeen, Jamal Murray. No. Six sixteen, Bam Adebayo. No. Uh, 15, Donovan Mitchell. No. 14, Dame Time. Mm, I'm going to say yes. Mm, yeah, I would say I yes. I do too. like some Damian Lillard. Uh, yeah. uh, ooh. It's close. Ooh, this is intriguing. It's one. close. 13, Ant Edwards. No. Mm. 12. That's, that, that is media driven. <laughs> I would go on a rant about that is a media driven list. They, like Anthony Edwards in the top 13, that is media driven. All right, two more real quick. We got to get to Dustin because uh, we don't have the top 10. We just have the top uh, 11 or uh, up to 11. 12, Jimmy Butler. Jimmy. No. Uh-huh. Uh, He's great in the playoffs. Great. Uh, Record oh, season is uh, terrible. Yeah. 11, Devin Booker. Devin Booker? I give it to Dev. All right. So uh, there were a lot of guys we thought uh, John Morant was better than ESPN. Get it together. We'll talk more NBA later. We'll, we'll talk a little bit about what happened in the preseason game last night for the Grizzlies. But up next, we're talking wrestling with Dustin Starr. Start your day with Sports 56 Mornings with Greg Gaston and Eli Savoy. Weekday mornings from 7 to 10 right here on Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. Now, back to Sports 56 Happy Hour with Johnny Radio. This hour is brought to you by Scooters Plus on Summer Avenue. Here once again is Johnny Radio. Snap back to reality. Oh, there goes gravity. Oh, there goes gravity. Choke. He's so mad, but he won't give up. Welcome back into Happy Hour without Johnny Radio today. Bryant Dacus, Zach Boyd in today and I, I'm so disappointed. Usually Jay Morgan has this great intro for Dustin Starr, an intro that uh, that Dustin deserves and, and I, I don't have it today because Jay Morgan's <laughs> not here and it just makes it makes it so disappointing. So let's bring Dustin in. Dustin, I'm sorry I don't have your intro um, today like Jay Morgan always does. He's always fired up um, for this segment. Uh, but, but we are really excited to talk to you. A lot going on uh, on the wrestling scene. Uh, Dustin Starr from Memphis Wrestling and uh, Dustin, I- I've got to I've got to ask you. Jay Morgan's been talking a lot uh, about y'all's uh, uh, Halloween spooktacular um, that y'all yeah. had. Uh, how was that? How did that go? And uh, and how much fun was that? Well, for, first of all, good afternoon and big sending big love out to Jay Morgan and his family. I know that he he's out taking care of business and family and all that stuff. So we'll have Absolutely. to catch up. Yep, but. Um, Man, the Halloween spectacular was fantastic. I mean, you kind of have this vision when you start coming up with ideas and casting characters and stuff like that, and you have a, a vision of how the fans will react. And especially, you know, we've done the Halloween spectacular. I believe this is our third year in a row. Might have even been a fourth if you count the one we did in the drive-in uh, during COVID or whatever. Mm-hmm. But um, it just keeps getting bigger and bigger every year. And so usually we bring in one or two feature attractions. Uh, to go along with what I feel is the very best roster, especially here in the Mid-South, the Memphis Wrestling uh, local talent. Um, but this time, we loaded it up with four feature attractions. Wow. The Vampire Warrior Gangrel, who's a WWE legend and Memphis Wrestling legend. Kevin Thorne, who actually started his career here in Memphis, so he had some local local roots here. Um, of course, he went on to be Mordecai. 
And then Crazy Steve is on Impact Wrestling now. I think he just stabbed Tommy Dreamer with a fork a couple of weeks ago <laughs> on the program. And then Cruel is the guy from MLW who has appeared numerous times with Memphis Wrestling. He even squared off against the gun show in front of FedEx Forum for 901 Day. So we loaded it up with four feature attractions and the best talent. Packed it out. Dude, we sold every single seat inside the Wrestle Center. Wow. And that's going to air coming up October the 20th. 7th and 8th, because we air on Fridays on WMC Action News 5 Plus. So it was awesome, man. That's and awesome. I, I left straight from there, and I had to go to FedEx Forum for the preseason game. Good Lord. Oh, man, what a day. What a day. <laughs> That's a busy one. Action-packed, absolutely. Well, I, I want to get to a, a lot more uh, Memphis wrestling, but you know how Jay Morgan is. He, si- he sent me a, a list of things to ask you um, because Bring he gets so excited uh, talking wrestling. But first, before I, I ask any of his questions, I am curious. He's been talking a lot. He's so excited. He's going to AEW here in a couple weeks, uh, coming to Memphis. I'm curious, uh, from your viewpoint, uh, when you see, obviously, WWE, comes to the Mid-South a lot. This is really the first time AEW has come in a really long time. I believe Jay Morgan said they've been to South Haven um, before, but coming to the FedEx Forum this year, in terms of being in person at a WWE event and at an AEW event, how different, if any, is that kind of being there, watching the production of it from start to finish? Man, that's a really good question. Even if you're not a wrestling fan and you go to both events, the WWE you know, television event and an AEW television event, you're going to see a huge stage. You're going to see the fans going crazy, pyro and fireworks, mm-hmm. and you're going to hear these fans are going to literally sing these wrestlers' theme songs on the way to the ring. And if you're not a fan and you're just looking at the entertainment value, you're like, wow, this is yeah. pretty cool. How do they know? You know, and especially during the matches, there are certain chants that go on, both WWE and AEW. So they're very, very similar. Um, I just think that the characters and, and the cast and all that kind of stuff and maybe just the presentation of it is just slightly different. But, uh, you know, WWE packs out FedEx Forum twice a year. I think the last time they were there, the last two times they were there, I think they broke their attendance record for FedEx Forum other than a pay-per-view. And so this will be the first time that AEW is here. They were at Lander Center. They did really good there. And we've all been waiting on them to come back. I mean, I've even had conversations with uh, Jerry uh, or Jeff Jarrett and Tony Khan. Oh, when wow. I see them, it's say, hey, where are you guys coming back to Memphis? <laughs> They're like, stay tuned, stay tuned. Wow. I mean, that's... I, oh, I'm ex- I think, Go ahead. Yeah. No, no, I'm just saying, like, it, they've, they've had this plan for a while, but I know with WWE being at FedEx Forum, they probably yeah. couldn't announce it yet, you sure. know? Well, I mean, it's it's exciting. I'm excited for them to come. I know uh, when WWE was here, uh, it was very, very good crowd at FedEx Forum, so I'm excited mm-hmm. what AEW can bring. Uh, so so Jay Morgan was telling me uh, about WWE Fastlane on Saturday. He said he loved the three-way women's championship match, um, but he said while he enjoyed it, he saw uh, online, I think Chris Rawling um, from Bleacher Report uh, has been calling it the worst premiere live event of 2023. Uh, to his credit, he also said WWE has been on fire uh, and that bad yeah. shows are bound to happen sometimes. Um, but well, what, what did you think of, of that criticism from him? Uh, well, I just think saying it was a bad show is not really fair because it wasn't mm. a bad show. Right. But was it The Rock returning to SmackDown? No. Was it Cody returning to WrestleMania? No. <laughs> I mean, there's been so many big moments here lately. It's hard to 
you know, I don't think it was a bad pay-per-view, but I right. do think it was kind of like a filler pay-per-view. Interesting. You know, you have Survivor Series coming up sure. and all the rumors and speculation about CM Punk. It wasn't bad. It just wasn't one of the... So much has happened lately, it's really hard to top anything that's happened, especially with The Rock. Right. It Does- wasn't bad. Dustin, uh, I don't consider myself as a super, super fan of wrestling, but I do keep up with it. It's, it's on my timeline. So it's like, right. I am, I am aware of, of the importance of wrestling. Uh, I do understand like the, the, you know, I think you, you talked about this previously about, uh, AEW being competition to the WWE, um, with, well, you know, just, just trying to make the product better. What makes right. WWE what, what what makes AEW so appealing uh, for a non wrestler that's that's want to get in to watch it? There's probably a lot in that question. I mean, when you watch WWE, it is exciting. When you watch AEW, sometimes it's like a car crash. Um, <laughs> it's kind of like we we say it's like a video game. When we talk on the Grand City Wrestling podcast, we talk about it being like a video game. Anybody can have a match with anybody, and they do all these backflips, front flips. They're jumping off stuff. They're still kicking out of this stuff. So how do you beat them anymore, you know? WWE is going to be a little bit, uh, I guess I'll say the word safer. It's going to be a little bit safer for their superstars. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, AEW is like a a train wreck. I mean, you're going to see a lot of blood. You're going to see a lot of flips. And it is family-friendly, don't get me wrong, but you're going to hear some cussing on there, too. Mm -hmm. WWE is not doing that with sponsors like Snickers and all that kind of stuff. Dustin, you still there? Stuff in AEW that you won't see in the WWE, and wrestling fans like that. Yeah. Um, especially wrestling fans that are my age, you know, late 30s, early 40s, they watched the Attitude Era, mm, where they were yeah. cussing and flipping people oh, yeah. off and drinking beer and bleeding, and so AEW <laughs> gives them a little bit of that. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Well, okay, Dustin, we got to get back into to Memphis wrestling because I, uh, I have a lot of questions for you about uh, what's coming up and, and what has happened over the past couple of weeks. You talked about your busy Sunday last week. I also saw on Twitter you were getting uh, some love from NBA Twitter for the uh, seats or no seats um, oh, competition wow. that you had. I saw that. I didn't uh, see that. On Twitter. Yeah, Oh, yeah, I, <laughs> I saw it uh, on one of the – there's an NBA uh, – a guy that covers NBA, and he'll post, like, things he sees watching these games and, oh. and i saw that on his twitter so uh so a big shout out to you hardest working man in memphis you're retaining your title of that man, uh but i had no idea oh yeah i'll go uh, back and check that you're out g- yeah you're gonna have to find it but uh <laughs> i gotta ask you because jay morgan after he saw this he immediately sent it to me and i thought it was great this past week your main event featured a 2v2 no rules grudge match uh between the posse oh, and the two cool two uh, the posse came out with chains, and you let your feelings know, uh, be known early, saying these idiots are going to hurt somebody in the audience. What did you make of that event? I was watching it. My favorite part about the whole thing is at one point, uh, the two cool two started taking off their belts, and people in the audience also started taking off their belts in unison with them. What did you make of that match? I love it. So there's a whole story with that. The posse destroy everything. They ruined Christmas. They destroyed the Wrestle Center. And then on the other side, the guys were taking their belts off to spank, spank Lance because that's Tim's son. Oh, so Lance wow. turned his back on his dad, joined the posse. It was the whole thing. But we've been getting a lot of messages about how the show ended. Did Flex get hit by a truck? Yeah, what was up with that? Lot? Oh, that was, oh, that was yeah, awesome. Yeah, so... 
you gotta you gotta stay tuned. There's a whole storyline that's coming up with that, but it's kind of paying homage to the classic Memphis wrestling because yeah. that's what it's all about. We love it, and then you know, back in the day, Eddie Gilbert ran over Jerry Lawler in the parking lot of WMC, and so it's kind of just you know tipping the cap to the old school, but then also creating some new characters out mm-hmm. of this. So, um, you know, Too Cool Two were in Memphis wrestling many years ago, twenty years ago when when I was on the program. The Posse were there too, oh, wow. so there was just so much history. That we played it back and then um, just put a little extra layer, and and also Tim's son is only about sixteen years old. And he's about wow. six two or six three, and he's got some big arms on him. So I would That's be on incredible. lookout in the next couple of years at some of these se- second generation Memphis wrestlers coming up. That's so. awesome. Well, also, Dustin, earlier in that show, you teased next week's championship match between the number one contender, Mikey, and the gun show. What can fans expect uh, from kind of the uh, two kind of very different men stepping in the ring against each other? Yeah, uh, this kind of reminds me of the Memphis Zoo. We had Mikey versus Mike Anthony. And you look at Mikey, and he's fun, and he's silly, and he's kind of got the dad bod going on and everything. And then you look across, and Mike was just shredded and just looked like he would kill Mikey. And now you've got the gun show who's even bigger than Mike Anthony. Oh, yeah. So these two squaring off. But Mikey is so deceivingly, like, strong and good and athletic. There's no telling. Like, nobody thought that Mikey was going to win the five-star five-way to be even become the number one contender. And also, he has held championships in Memphis wrestling previously. So, oh, wow. I mean, I would call it an upset if he defeated the gun show. But on any given day, especially in Memphis wrestling, all it takes is a one, two, three. So, will we crown a new Memphis Heritage champion? Stay tuned. Also, big news coming up, I hear, regarding King Cobra. So, we've been seeing Cobra for the last couple of weeks, having meetings and filling out paperwork. What's next for King Cobra? So, I hear that Ooh. he's going to be at the desk with me and he's going to maybe possibly make an announcement. So there's a lot going on um, on Memphis Wrestling coming up this week. That's great. Well, I tell you, Jay Morgan got into wrestling uh, probably a year ago now. He's been watching it real closely. A lot of days we'll come up here and we'll we'll watch uh, the the pr- most recent episode uh, of Memphis Wrestling. We have a good time That's up so here cool. watching that. But uh, tell us, obviously you're a very, very busy man. Before we let you go, tell us what's coming up for you, not only just you, though, but also Memphis Wrestling. Well, we are, I'm going to be at AEW Collision coming up on October 21st at FedEx Forum. Get those tickets. You can go to MemphisWrestling.tv, click the banner, and it'll take you right there. Um, I know that we're probably going to have a pre-party where all the wrestling fans and some of the Memphis Wrestling guys will get together, you know, have a bite, grab a beer, and then head right into the arena at FedEx Forum to watch um, AEW. I expect it to be really, really good house. Then the next day is my birthday, October 22nd, so hopefully we'll do a little partying there. (laughs) Um, October 29th, though, we've got AEW superstars Prince Nana and Brandon Cutler coming. And that TV taping is going to be so much fun. And then from there, it's November the 19th with who I hope will win the Impact Wrestling World Championship, Josh Alexander and former Impact Wrestling World Champion Eric Young. So the card for the next couple of television tapings are absolutely loaded. And we'll be starting to announce dates for 2024 because we're getting those together right now. And we're looking at bringing in some of the top talent in the world of professional wrestling to mix well with our Memphis Wrestling superstars. So get all the information, MemphisWrestling.tv, and you can watch all the episodes right there. You click how to watch, and you can watch every one of them for free. Dustin, I don't want to let you go without asking you about this, because it's, it's wrestling night at at, uh, at Simmons Bank Liberty, uh, Liberty Stadium. There you go. 
I, I, I had to hey, get the name. We're still trying to get the name. It's very fresh. I think they're still trying to get the name too. I think so. <laughs> so you mentioned we, I will I will not be out at that event. That oh. will not be our Memphis Wrestling Group that is there. Although it was supposed to be, and there's a story there that I can't mm. tell. That maybe I'll tell for another day. But keep an eye out though. FedEx Forum uh, Wrestling Night with the Tigers, and then also with the Grizzlies coming up. And I, I can't say too much, but I think oh. they have it on the calendar for oh. March. Perfect. Oh, so Dustin, that's around my birthday. That. That's a good time. Yeah. I love that. Awesome, Dustin. Oh, yeah. Well, it's going to be but, a lot. Uh, there's a lot on the line. A lot on the line for the Tigers football yeah. team. So oh, go yeah. Tigers You're right go. about that. You're absolutely right about that. But, Des- Dustin, thank you so much for joining us. This was a lot of fun. I am. We'll definitely be on the lookout for uh, what's coming up with Memphis Wrestling. Oh, yeah. Have a good one. Thanks, Dustin. Dustin Starr from Memphis Wrestling. Like he said, you can check out all of those events uh, online on their website. Uh, and then check out check out the, the episodes because they really do a great job. Like I said, uh, with the, the grudge match, the no rules grudge match, not only did the two guys in the ring start taking their belts off, everybody in, in the crowd <laughs> started taking their belts off as well. So, you know, everyone has a good time there. They're very uh, engaging, very interactive with the fans and stuff. So if you have a kid or something um, that's into wrestling, it's, it's a great opportunity to take them out there um, and I know they'll have a ton of fun Dustin uh, is a pros pro hardest working man in the city um, and he puts on a absolutely fantastic show but let's go ahead and get to a break and uh, I don't know what we're gonna do when we do mm. that we'll maybe talk some basketball maybe talk man. some baseball we'll talk something that's next be sure to follow us at sports 56 WHBQ on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube to watch live video of our shows, stay up to date with station events, and have chances to win prizes. Don't miss out on anything that's going on. Follow us at sports 56 WHBQ. Now, back to Sports 56 Happy Hour with Johnny Radio. This hour is brought to you by Scooters Plus on Summer Avenue. Here once again is Johnny Radio. Snap back to reality. Oh, there goes gravity. Oh, there goes gravity. He choke. He's so mad, but he won't give up that. Is he no? He won't have it. He knows. It's all back. I'm Brian. That's Zach. We're in for John Harden today. He's out for the week. He'll be back on, uh, let's see, Monday. Uh, Jay Morgan will be back uh, towards the end of this week. Um, Zach, what was your viewing intake? Oh no, you were at the game. You were at the Grizzlies. Game. Yeah, I, I want to talk about the. We don't got enough time to talk. I want to talk about the Grizzlies a little longer than the time we have. So yeah. I don't want to talk about the Grizzlies right now. Um, but you didn't get to. You didn't get to watch much outside of the Grizzlies game last night, did you? Uh, caught a piece of the Hawks and Cavs game okay. a little bit. Where were you able to watch that at? I got ways, man. Man, I wanted to watch that game because I wanted to see Amani play, and yeah. uh, I tried to pull it up. On, because I think right now, because it's preseason, I think all of the games are free on League Pass. It is. Awesome. I didn't know that. So thank mm. you. Thank you for clearing it up for me. Because I went on there like the other day and clicked on a game and it started playing the, the game. And I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> Am I still paying for League Pass or something? <laughs> so thank you for clearing that up for me. Um, but uh, so I went on there to, I clicked on it and it was like, we can't, we can't play this for you because it's in your market. It's like, okay. So I'll go to, my TV app that I have on my phone and pull up Bally's and it'll be, it'll be on one of there. Mm. And it wasn't. And then I was like, okay, well, I can just go to the Bally's app and pull it up because that's what I have to do sometimes for like Cardinals games when somebody forgets to flip the switch and, you know, I have to watch it on, on the Bally's app. So I'm like, that's fine. Go to the Bally's app 
It's not on there either. Mm. And so I don't know what happened. I couldn't watch the game. I watched the highlights after the game. Um, okay, so you saw a little bit of that game. That's, that's about all you were able to watch outside of it. Yeah, outside messes of up my messes up my question because I was going to ask well, what your what your viewing palette was last night. My viewing palette? Um, well, the, view, the views of the Grizzlies. The views, that's what views it was. of the Grizzlies. That's what, that was my viewing palette. Um, and we're going to talk about that at the top of the next hour. Um, well, I watched a lot of different things last night, but I, I did check out some football last night. You know, right now, everyone loves uh, Maction during the week. Oh, yeah. you know, we get that like late October uh, into November. We'll get Maction, where I think all of their conference games are midweek games. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we'll get that. Because even, even the Sun Belt like, have some games like. Right, right. Most of their games are like on Thursday or Friday. Right. So, so the Sun Belt has always done like kind of. Uh, you know, like one, so a week ten is when Maction starts. So last week of October, uh, and then into November. So you're right. The Sun Belt has always had like a couple of of conference games on, on weeknights, but this yeah. year the CUSA decided to dip their foot into the midweek conference games, and now they're playing a ton of conference games um, on weeknights. And so last night. We had a Sunbelt game between Coastal Carolina and App State, but we also had two CUSA games, La Tech versus Middle Tennessee, Liberty versus Jackson, Jacksonville State. Tonight, we also have two CUSA contests, UTEP versus FIU, Sam Houston versus New Mexico State. But how about this, Zach? They talked all this, all this smoke about wanting to, uh, to play midweek games before the season. Do you know when they stop playing midweek conference games? When? The week Maction starts. <laughs> so they want to fight with Maction. And I'm sure ESPN said we like Maction a whole lot better than we like the CUSA right now, and so uh, I'm sure they're more willing to put Maction games on television. But I did watch a couple of those games last night. They were they were very entertaining. I, the uh, in particular the game last night between um, the Sun Belt game between Coastal Carolina and App State. Mm-hmm. Man, that game was fun. Coastal Carolina is up. App State goes down and scores. They somehow get the ball back. And they get loose on a, I think it was a throw, and they punch the ball. Coastal Carolina punches the ball out. It rolls toward the sidelines. Uh, Coastal was able to to jump on it. They had to review it to see if he was still in bounds or not. They said he was in bounds. Coastal Carolina drives all the way down the field. The running back gets loose with like a minute and a half left on the clock, and he slides at the one yard line. And they milk the clock kick a field goal as time expires. Uh, That was a really fun game. Also, the Liberty-Jacksonville State game was really fun. Undefeated Liberty going up against uh, a 5-1 Jacksonville State game. Liberty wins that one. So, look, I know a lot of people... You know, especially here, love the SEC, watch a ton of SEC, and, and, and a lot of people just love watching these top 25 matchups. But I'm telling you, these games, these midweek games are entertaining, especially on nights where you just have nothing to watch and you're just looking for something to watch. I'd say give these midweek games a try, even though it's CUSA or, or Sunbelt or Maction or whatever. Give it a shot. And if you're a gambler like myself, you can probably find a little bit of an edge there. You can probably make some money on a on a what's today Wednesday yes. on a Tuesday night. You make money on a Wednesday night. Wait, today's oh yeah yeah today's well, last night was Tuesday. See, I made some money on a Tuesday oh, night. Would you think we were a little later into the week or yes, earlier in the week? Yes, last I thought last night was Thursday night. I ain't gonna lie to you. Huh? I'm not gonna lie to you. It exactly, was Tuesday. <laughs> it felt like a Thursday night to me. Wow. But I do think from a and we getting ready to hit the break here. Oh yeah. I do think from a conference standpoint. Yeah. It makes so much sense to go off schedule with the normal, oh, I love with the normal big I love conferences. It. I mean, here's the thing: if Texas A&M and Tennessee are playing at two thirty on CBS on a Saturday, and 
Liberty Jacksonville State is starting on 2.30 on ESPN+. Plus. Nobody's watching Liberty Jacksonville State unless you have money on the game or unless you went to one of those schools. But if it's a Tuesday night game and Liberty's playing Jacksonville State on ESPN2, more eyeballs on that game. More eyeballs, more exposure, because Mm -hmm. what do people like around this time of year? Football. Football. So I love the idea. I think it's really fun, and I'm sure there's a ton of people just kind of Searching through, hockey was on ESPN last night. I'm sure not a lot of people uh, wanted to watch hockey last night, especially in this area. Um, So I'm sure a lot of people were flipping around and saw Jacksonville State Liberty game, saw the Coastal Carolina App State game, and watched those games. Maybe the first time they watched any of those four teams this year. I'll I'll even throw in La Tech, Middle Tennessee. Probably the first time... A lot of people have watched those six teams. So, yeah. you know, I think it's a great opportunity, like you said, exposure. And just for people that love college football, to be able to watch more football. I know we're kind of in this stretch where I think the next day we don't have football, whether it be college football or NFL, is like the week of Thanksgiving or something like that. It's like the Tuesday before Thanksgiving or something. Yeah. So, like, we're in a really good stretch. And so I know a lot of people, especially in this area, just love football. So these are these are some really fun games to watch. Might even give you a bet at the end of the show if, mm. I, if I can find one. Uh, but let's go ahead and wrap up this hour. When we come back, we'll talk a little bit about that preseason game last night for the Grizzlies. We'll also talk about the postseason baseball action last night. That's next on uh, Happy Hour with Johnny Radiant. I'll see you on the dark side of the moon.